Wake up! It is going down on a beautiful Saturday morning. This is Wake Up 502. Your boy Rashawn Myers taking care of you this morning. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. We are the Big X and have to go ahead and just give our condolences to the family of one Mr. Carl Weathers. Of course, had to do got to do some tributes uh, to Apollo Creed this morning. A little coming to America, James Brown. Uh, you know, one of the classics. Apollo going in there about to face the Russian, you know and I'm saying coming out in all his glory is red, white, and blue, you know, his spangles, all that good stuff. Intern Roman in the studio taking care. He did a wonderful job with the open as well. Roman, how you doing this morning, sir? I'm doing very well this morning. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, man. You know, so now, now Roman, you've seen Rocky Four, right? You have have you seen? Because you know, I know the videos playing the clip of Apollo. You know, in the ring and all that good stuff. You see, yeah, Rocky yeah, Ford? yeah, yeah. I, I haven't. I don't think I've seen it all the way through, start to finish. But I've seen parts of it so many different times that I yeah. know about it. Okay, okay. Well, you know, you know, you're, you're a little on the young side, so I would, I won't, I will not hold that against you. That's now Rocky Four was good. Okay, Rocky Four was good. You know, Rocky fighting the Russian Apollo Creed. Uh, yeah. Uh, Spoiler, uh, you know. Wasn't the, it a rematch? Was uh, Rocky Four a rematch? Well, no, no. So, okay. So, so Rocky Four is set up where, okay, uh, in Rocky, the, the, the uh, events of Rocky Three, okay, Rocky's the trainer dies, spoiler, spoiler alert. Um, and then, you know, Rocky and Apollo become friends because in one and two, Rocky and Apollo are fighting. Okay. So, you know, Apollo's the champion. And, you know, Rocky almost beats Apollo the first time, beats Apollo the second time. And then in the third one, Rocky and Apollo become friends. Well, in Rocky Four, okay, Apollo is kind of the warm-up guy for this new fighter coming over from Russia, Ivan Drago. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That's the one I've seen. That yes, is, that is the one I've seen. Okay, okay, yeah, and and of course Apollo ends up dying. Uh, yeah. You know, in in the in the fight, which was the most ridiculous scenario in history for it was an exhibition yeah. fight, like a two, three round exhibition fight, and he gets killed in the third round. Like it was, it's very hilariously sad and interesting but yeah. you know like when i was a kid and i saw it man oh my i was heartbroken you know, so i was heartbroken when apollo died a little you know? overboard for sure but yeah I, I remember feeling a little some type of way as well yeah 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 absolutely but you know so the, apollo was the man you know what i'm saying he was never the same once apollo died you know rocky was never the same and i, I was never the same i I enjoyed the Rocky movies. Did you know that was based on a on a on an actual fight, a Muhammad Ali fight, like the whole Rocky series? 
I did not. Yes, yeah. Uh, Muhammad Ali was fighting uh, kind of a, a lesser known or un- unknown guy. Um, I can't remember the gentleman's name that who he was fighting. But in this fight, this guy who everybody thought didn't have a, a chance against Muhammad Ali goes out there and actually knocked Ali down. Wow. Um, you know, and, and that was the whole thing. Right now, Ali, of course, came back to, to end up winning the fight. But that was the inspiration for the Rocky movies because, yeah. you know, with, with Apollo being the Ali character. And that's super cool. I did not know that. Yes, yes, yes. So that that's where that whole thing came from. I, I saw the video uh, the other day of that fight. They had it on, on uh, Twitter. Um, <laughs> they just kind of showed a couple of the little highlights and excerpts from it. But, yeah, that's that's where that came from. I need to I need to rewatch the whole series. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's great. I mean, there are some, you know, some better than others. My favorite – I always feel like my favorite, personally, is Rocky Three, uh, with, with Clever Clever Lang, uh, aka Mr. T. You know what I'm saying yeah. uh, in, in there because he was just the most hilarious bad guy ever because he had all the good one liners. You know what I'm saying? Like so that that was personally my favorite. You know what I'm saying? Like it had the best music, Eye of the Tiger, and all that stuff. So you know, but hey, but Rocky's good, man. Yes, absolutely. You should go back and watch all those. It's 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 really good from from start to finish. Now you know, Rocky Five is is pretty terrible. It's kind of like you know, people always say Godfather Three is just the the movie that never should have been yeah, made. Yeah, Rocky Five is a little bit like that. They could have just ended it how they did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Rocky Balboa, that was a really good one. That was like the sixth, uh, you know, the sixth one. And then you had, the, of course, the two Creed movies, um, and they kind of went on and on and on, but. You know, I mean, but no, it's it's good. And Carl Weathers is one of my favorite guys, not only for what he what he did his work in um, the, the Rocky movies, but of course uh, he was uh, in uh, Commando as well, The Predator. Um, you know, he, he's been in all kinds of movies. He was in The Mandalorian just recently, yeah. um, and I'm a big Star Wars guy, so I uh, love The Mandalorian. He's been in so many different things. Action Jackson, that was a, that was one from back in the day. You know what I'm saying? So he's been in all kinds of stuff. I know Robin Givens in that movie. So, you know, it was, and so, you know, just, just have to give a little bit up. And, and of course, uh, Happy Gilmore, he was Chubbs. You know what I'm saying? Lost his hand to the alligator <laughs> in, 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 uh, in uh, Happy Gilmore. So uh, Carl Weathers, uh, uh, life well lived, 76 years old. So, you know, had, had to get that started. Super but sad. He played in the NFL, too. Yes, yes, play for my team, play for the Oakland Raiders, which I did not realize he played for the Raiders. It's always interesting yeah. the 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 little factoids you get, you know, when when folks uh, pass away, they kind of give you their history. I didn't, I never knew he played in the NFL. I didn't either until I read it. Yeah, yeah, I saw him on there. Uh, yeah, he apparently played uh, eight games for the Raiders back in, I believe it was '68, uh, when he played for the Raiders. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that he he's, he did a lot of great things. Uh, very, very talented actor and and athlete, and just. A good dude. So, uh, you know, rest in peace Very there, much brother. So. Rest in peace. Absolutely, absolutely. We have so many things to get into today. Uh, super, super excited. Well, not necessarily excited. I'm I'm sad. I've been I've been licking my wounds all week, y'all. I, I, you know, Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens go down in defeat. Uh, they could not get it done against the Kansas City Chiefs. That whole game has been living rent-free in my head all week long. Me as well. Um, oh, just uh, – it just – and, I mean, even my consolation prize, I was like, well, you know, I hate the fact that, you know, the, the Ravens go home. Hopefully at least the Lions can get there and give me at least one of my good storylines to get there. And, you know, the Lions making the, the Super Bowl for the first time ever. And then, of course, San of course. Francisco has to 
ruined that, make the comeback, and now I have a Super Bowl that I really just could care less about. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't. It's 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 not even one that I'm really excited about or looking forward to. I don't think it changes much. I mean, it'd be cool to see. I mean, this is a, it, it's like, a rematch the, of last year. If the 49ers year. win, it'd be cool to see how, well, I guess. Well, but. not a rematch of last year, but a, a, a rematch. What, what we almost got last year, of course, uh, the 49ers ended up losing to uh, the Eagles, and the Eagles made the, the, yeah. the Super Bowl. But it almost feels like it was a rematch of last year. I mean, the 49ers um, would have been there had Purdy, in my personal opinion, if had Purdy not gotten hurt, I feel like they would have beaten the Eagles. I think um, they're a better team than so, the Eagles team, honestly. You know, I I, I am de- I will say this, uh, um, Roman. I will definitely be cheering for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. I, I, I do not want to see. Um, I, I don't need to see. I'm I'm done with with the whole Taylor Swift thing. Yeah. I'm I'm done with the whole Travis Kelsey thing. That's I, what I was talking about on my podcast Wednesday. Me and a buddy of mine, we were covering specifically that how it almost feels like it. They needed this to be the case um, for their own sake, the the entertainment in the NFL and how important that is to them. And I'm tired of it, you know. It the was, analyst that I'm watching, the 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 broadcast that I'm watching, every time the camera goes on her, they have to add some comment about whatever it is to do with her. Yeah, it's just you know, it's it gone has a little got, bit it has gotten tired. Yes, it has gotten tired. And of course, you know, you had the whole backdrop of the uh, official, the head official that was. Um, you know, taking uh, or officiating the game between the Ravens and Chiefs, he had like a, you know, home teams were only forty, only won forty one percent of the time when That's he was super the, weird when he's the f- official and his streak continues of home teams not doing that well. And there were of course some some questionable calls. Isaiah Lake likely's uncalled two of them, two, uh, yeah, two pass interference, and then a second uh, uncalled pass interference that leads to a t- uh, touchdown. Or, excuse me, leads to an interception in the end zone. Um, you know there was some there was some, some some tough things, but then of course the Ravens did a lot uh, themselves. I think personally the um, game plan by the coaching staff was not great to begin no, they didn't um, run the ball enough you know did, did not run the ball nearly enough by far not i think close by half the, the the least amount of runs uh you know this season for the ravens they only ran the ball uh with the running back six times in the game uh that was i think the second lowest total for rushes by a running back in any game this year i believe it was like 13 or 14 so and you you mentioned that last week yeah. how the Chiefs run defense isn't great it's not the greatest yeah it's, you you we watched what Buffalo did on on the Chiefs run defense yes and I just thought that surely the Ravens would become you know would would have watched that they would have saw that they I mean honestly um you know Roman I really believe what happened was that you know they uh, Patrick Mahomes comes out and gets that first touchdown um you know uh, after the Ravens get stalled on their first drive they uh, finally get the touchdown after Kansas City, you know, the nice pass, the deep ball pass, Lamar to Zay Flowers, and then Mahomes comes back and gets a touchdown immediately the next drive. That's, that does a lot to you. And, exactly, and, and it feels to me like everybody panicked. Yeah. It, it felt to me like once Mahomes got that second touchdown, everybody freaked out. Oh, First of all, yeah. Mike McDonald, the, the defensive coordinator who is now the uh, new head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Congratulations to um, him. Congratulations to him, but I'm going to keep it real. Like, he had a bad game plan to start the game. Like, Mike McDonald tried to go out there and play his own against Patrick Mahomes. You can't do that. You cannot 
play his own against Patrick Mahomes. Not like, when you have, especially not when you have the players that the Ravens have. They have the ability to man up. Exactly. You know? I mean, the Ravens had the far superior talent uh, on the field. And when you play zone, it negates all of your athletic advantages. It, it, it uh, you know, negates a lot of your talent advantages. And, uh, you know, in that game, the reason Kansas City got off to such a good start is because when you have guys playing a uh, area rather than defending, uh, you know, and manning up against their guys and making guys, you know, force things to get open – they're going to, you know, Mahomes is going to burn you. And, and that's what happened time and time again. So, you know, while I give McDonald his, uh, you know, his flowers for being, a, you know, now the youngest head coach in the NFL, uh, getting that job with the Seahawks, I'm going to be honest with you, uh, Roman. I, I'm, I'm just going to say this. McDonald's a very good coach, but I'm going to keep it real. Last year, his defense was crap because he ran so much zone until basically the last – third or fourth of the season, you know, maybe the last quarter of the season, the last four or five games, he finally abandoned a lot of those own principles and allowed the Ravens to play a lot more. Man, once Roquan Smith came over in the trade, um, he really started to go from more of a zone, from less of a zone look to more of a man look. Um, and when the Ravens have played well this year, it was when the Ravens defense was playing aggressive, playing a more man style and kind of abandoning a lot, a lot of those own principles. So while McDonald's a very good coach, I, in some ways, felt like he did not take advantage of the personnel as much as he did. I feel like the Ravens had by far the best defensive uh, roster in the NFL. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you have two safeties like Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton, you have Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen in the middle, Justin Matabike, maybe the best pass rushing defensive tackle uh, in the NFL right now, as well as Marlon Humphrey, Brandon Stevens, uh, you know, Geno Stone, and and the rest of those guys. They had a very, very talented – and let's not forget about Jadavion Clowney. I mean, they had a very talented group of players. So while, you know, everybody wanted to go with this whole, oh, Mike McDonald's a genius, Mike McDonald's, you know, just the best up-and-coming young defensive coordinator, I, I really feel like it was much more about the Jimmys and Joes and Roquan Smith yeah. than it was Mike McDonald being a genius. So while there's a lot of Ravens fans out there that are just, oh, I can't believe the Ravens let him walk. Oh, I can't believe, um, you know, he's gone and he they let him know. going out there making the plays. I Yeah, I am not crying today because – you know, Mike McDonald is now the, the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. And in some way, I, I'm very interested to see what the young man, I believe his name is Justin Orr, uh, the uh, linebackers coach who's now moving into the defensive coordinator spot for the Ravens. A very young guy, uh, very a lot of energy. Um, you know, uh, he was a former Raven who unfortunately had a bunch of injuries back in 2016, which uh, forced him to retire, uh, move to the coaching side of things, and has, you know, been a – a very uh, big breath of fresh air, um, you know, it, it, with a lot of the players being more of a younger guy. Um, and, and now he moves into this role. I'm excited to see what the young guy can do. I, I was not the biggest fan of Mike McDonald. Um, I, I was much more Wink uh, Martindale was the defensive coordinator prior to Mike McDonald. And he was much more of a pressure man guy yeah, um, who did a lot of uh, man blitzes and a lot of that stuff. And sometimes it would get his team burned over the top because he was so aggressive with his man-to-man principles. But 
I felt like that's Ravens football, right? Like that's been Ravens football since you know Ray Lewis and, and Ed Reed. That quarterback needs to feel like he needs to get that ball out ASAP every play. Exactly, and, and that was the way Wink Martindale called the game. McDonald was the first coach to kind of bring more of a zone defense look to the Ravens, and I just never felt like it matched their personnel. So while you know they. He does some nice things with disguising some of his own blitzes and things of that nature. He was really good at bringing uh, pressure from the nickel uh, corner. That was one of the things. Like, Arthur Mallette got home a lot, especially in that Houston Texans game. He did a nice job with one of the safety blitzes with Kyle Hamilton. Um, you know, once they switched it up and kind of abandoned though that zone <laughs> and went man, yeah. shockingly, the Kansas City Chiefs never scored again. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah, it's like, but you waited until, you, you know, you let them score 17 points. Which, and, is, which is plenty enough to win the game. Absolutely, absolutely. No, and, and that's the whole thing. That's why it's it, it was an all-systems failure. You know, not only did you have the issues with the defense, and, and you know, I, I like I said, I, I give him credit for making the adjustments, but offensively, I, I really feel like the offense uh, panicked. I feel like Lamar, um, you know, I, I remember back in – the early 2000s, um, Donovan McNabb uh, was a guy who busted into the league, quarterback out of Syracuse, dynamic uh, athlete, you know, a, a great runner of the football as well as a passer. And Donovan McNabb kind of got um, stereotyped as a guy who's much more of a runner than a thrower. Yeah. Okay. And, and you know, so, you know, remind me if you've heard this somewhere before. <laughs> but um, you know, Donovan McNabb kind of became consumed with proving that he could be a great passer. Constantly looking for that deep play. And, you know, this is the thing. It's like I saw a lot of – this was not the same Lamar Jackson that faced off against C.J. Stroud and the Texans the week prior. Like, Lamar was very aggressive both with the pass but also with his legs. Anytime uh, the Houston Texans left those areas open, Lamar was taken off immediately against the Texans. And for some reason, and I don't know if it was the Patrick Mahomes thing – but it was it seemed like Lamar was in his own head to feel like he wanted to win this game throwing the ball. Yeah, there was a lot of plays where normally to like Lamar can read a play breaking down and that first and second option not being open with the best of them. Yeah. And he quickly decides what he needs to do from there. Absolutely. And it seemed like he was trying to try his hardest to just give himself extra seconds to look for a throw when you've got the seven yards in front of you that yes. he normally takes. Yes, and it just it felt like he just wanted to win this game, proving that he could drop back and pass the football rather than just you know taking whatever the defense tells you to take. And, you know, that's been the way the Ravens have played all year where Lamar, you know, was definitely looking to pass before he ran. This was a year in which he ran the ball less than any other season in his NFL career. But he still took what the defense gave him. And this was kind of the first game where it really felt like Lamar didn't take what the defense was giving. Nope. You know, and it seemed like he just wanted to force the issue with passing the football, and and that was that was an unfortunate side of it. There was also some very immature penalties, uh, you know, penalties on Zay Flowers, um, you know, penalties on the defense, Justin Van Noy, yeah. uh, Kyle Van Noy, excuse me, and, uh, you know, so, some of those things that happened. So, I mean, unfortunately, it took a lot for the Ravens to lose that game. It's crazy. They played, in my personal opinion, about a C-D game and still only lost by seven points. Had a chance you know, they had a chance to win at the end. Yeah. That just tells me how much better – than the Chiefs, the Ravens are and were. 
um, that, you know, even playing that poorly, they still had a chance to win it in the end. Um, you know, it is unfortunate because the Ravens gave that game away. I feel like it was their Super Bowl to lose, and unfortunately they lost it. Uh, and now we'll have to wait, right? Like, yeah. this is the whole thing. And this was the thing with Donovan McNabb because Donovan McNabb, I believe, went to four straight um, NFC championship games with the say, Eagles. McNabb had some playoff success. Yeah, he yeah, he went to four straight NFC uh, uh, NFC championship games before he finally broke through in the fifth. Uh, once they finally brought, brought gave him a, a – actual receiver in Terrell Owens, um, you know, that they bring Terrell Owens over as a free agent and they finally break through and get to the Super Bowl and then unfortunately uh, end up losing the game in the Super Bowl. But, you know, they finally made it through. But, uh, like, Lamar Jackson is starting to remind me a lot of Donovan McNabb. That was the first thing I thought of, where is this going to be the start of a run where Lamar is just waiting to get over the hump? I mean, but, don't, hey, don't forget, like, like a, a lot of the greats, you know, I give Patrick – uh, excuse me, I, I, I give Patrick Mahomes a lot of credit for everything that he's done, and I, I am not taking anything away from him. But, you know, I kind of remember how some of these guys who were a little bit different and just um, amazing physical talents and how it kind of took them a while to get over. It took a while for Donovan McNabb to get over the hump and finally make a Super Bowl. It took Michael Jordan a little while to break through and finally make that first um, you know, NBA uh, you know, championship round. I think as it stands at the moment, I think like Lamar and Peyton Manning have like, I know statistically they're nearly identical. Yes, except yes. Lamar has all the rushing attributes from these playoffs or the playoffs so far. Yes, but their record. I want to say they're both two and four. It's so, not unbelievable. Their under this um, after six starting years or whatever it is. Yeah, it, it was it was a crazy that that was a crazy when I saw that on Twitter just the comparison uh, through their first um, you know six years or seven years what it was for uh, Peyton Manning and how close they were. Uh, in terms of numbers, it was unbelievable. It makes you know that, like you know, it, it can it can be a minute before you uh get to that point of of success. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, you know, that nothing is ever easy. You know, and, and Lamar is still a very very young guy. That's why people that try to um act like you know it, it's all over with or that you know <laughs> Lamar is some sort of failure. Okay, most people got to understand, you know, most guys don't get to this level just because Patrick Mahomes kind of hit the fast track on it. You know, most guys don't have. And even, and even then, Mahomes wasn't didn't get drafted as a starter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, like the, the, most guys don't have the, the amount of success that Lamar had immediately. I mean, Lamar literally starts the second half of his rookie season and ends up taking the Ravens to the playoffs. Yeah. So the thing is, Lamar's just – it feels like Lamar's old or Lamar's, you know, getting past his prime or over the hill. Because he's already got years because he's got exactly well, Because everybody's been seeing him. He's been in the yeah. limelight literally since he got into the NFL. So it kind of makes people feel like he's already past his prime. It's kind of the same way that people looked at Derrick Rose because Derrick Rose was such a great player – right out the shoot for the Chicago Bulls true. that people started saying, you know, is Derrick Rose over the hills? Like, dude, Derrick Rose is like 28 years old. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, well, because, well, you know, he's been around since he was a, what, 18, 19 yeah, year old kid. Yeah, MVP at 23. Yeah. And so it just, it's one of those things. And I feel like we get that with Lamar. So a lot of people feel like, well, is Lamar ever going to get there? Is he ever going to do it? Is he pass? Did he miss his window? I'm like, man, Lamar still got, you know, plenty of good years in front of them. And, 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 you know, the the great thing about the Ravens right now um, is that they have a lot of talent coming back. They still have, of course, Kyle Hamilton, my, uh, uh, Marcus Williams. That that safety duo is still going to be there. 
Um, you know, Justin Matabike is the guy that you got to wonder about. Both he and um, uh, Patrick Queen are free agents, and yeah, those two guys back. were instrumental. Uh, but, you know, I don't know if the Ravens will be able to hold on to both of those guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, that you know, because this, this is this is what happens, right, is once you kind of reach that summit, all your guys get paid, you know, and, and that's the thing is who's going to stay and, you know, who's going to be financially um, workable with what you have. You know, you still have a lot of these free agents, Nelson Aguilar and OBJ and those guys on the offensive side as well. Jadavion Clowney was on a one-year deal. Are they going to be able to hold on to him? So, you know, there's going to be a lot of these questions that are going to, that are going to have to be answered. But anybody who says that the Ravens had a failure of a season wasn't paying attention. The Ravens came into this season. Um, people did not give them a chance of, you know, there was a lot of people saying that they didn't even think that the Ravens were going to make the playoffs. Yep. Okay. So, you know, congratulations to the Baltimore Ravens. They make it to their first AFC championship game under Lamar Jackson. Uh, I feel like Jackson put away – you know, the Lamar can't win in the playoff. Like, when you make an AFC or NFC championship game, you've put that to bed, the whole they can't make it, to, you know, they can't perform in the playoffs, period. You know, just because he started, um, you know, with, uh, you know, the only first-round buy in the AFC playoffs, which automatically puts him into the divisional round, and he only had to win one game to get there, he still did what he needed to do in dominant fashion to get there, knocking off the Texans. So it was absolutely – a successful season. Lamar took another step forward. You know, you have to just go ahead and just, you know, bow your head and, and give uh, Patrick Mahomes his flowers. He, he got it done. Uh, he and Kelsey uh, were able to, to use their antics to, to make another Super Bowl. Um, so you have to give credit where credit's due. And now we can all just cheer for the 49ers and hope uh, that they can send uh, the Chiefs home crime. Because I, I tell you what, the, did, did you hear the call from the uh, Chiefs radio crew when they won the game? No, I didn't. <laughs> so, and I, I wish we had it. We may have to see if we can find it in the break. Um, but the, the the radio crew for the Chiefs game, as the game goes final, uh, the 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 um uh, the announcer, you know, the the primary broadcaster for the Chiefs says, "You may hate us, you may not like us, you may want to get rid of us, but we're still here. The Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl." It was the most annoying wow. call. In the history of mankind, I was just like, and I and I am a Raven, uh, excuse me, I'm a Raiders fan for, by heart. So I, I I have always hated the Chiefs. Okay, okay? yeah, that makes sense. My yeah. hate for the Chiefs goes back thirty years, forty years. You know, I have hated the Chiefs for long as long as I can remember. Absolutely. So I don't like to see the Chiefs win anyway. So now that they've just gotten so pompous and arrogant, like now the Chiefs fans are, uh, are just popping up out of the woodwork, kind of like all these fake Patriot fans just that came out of the woodwork when uh, Brady started having some success, and now everybody's a damn Patriot fan. Yeah. <laughs> so now all these people are Chiefs fans coming out of the woodwork, and I just I can't stand it. I hate the Chiefs. I, I mean, I, I just I hate the Chiefs with every fiber of my being all the way back to the – the good old days with Derek Thomas and uh, Chester McLaughlin uh, went over to the, the Chiefs from the uh, Raiders back in the day, and Elvis Gerback, and I mean, just all, just on and on. I can remember so many Chiefs uh, quarterbacks and players that I just could not stand. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I am not, I am not a fan of the Chiefs. So screw you, Chiefs. Hopefully, the Forty. I don't like the Forty Niners either, but I like them a whole lot better than the Kansas City Chiefs. 
And uh, at least Brock Purdy's a good story. Mr. Irrelevant winning the Super Bowl would be pretty be cool. Amazing to see. You know, so we we're, we're gonna Rather get in than Mahomes. Yes, yes, absolutely. Haven Harrington is in the building as well. We'll get to him after the break. Uh, get get him up and rolling. Get his thoughts on all types of things. But I tell you what, we're gonna go ahead take our first break. This is Wake Up Five Hundred Two Ninety Six Point One FM Fourteen Fifty AM of the Big X, and we'll be back. Rocking the sound set tonight. We're not through. I want to drop a new sound. And welcome back. Welcome back in. Wake up 502. Rashawn Myers now being joined in studio by my man, Mr. Haven Harrison. Haven, how are you doing this morning? I can't hear anything that you just said. Oh, yeah, the other microphone. There you go. Switch mics. There you go. I am hey. fantabulous. There you go. You know it works better when you when you put your headphones on. You know, yeah, I know you don't necessarily like to put the headphones on, but you know, then you can actually know if your 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 things are working. Yeah, I'm just 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 a suggestion. But Haven Harrington, uh, I'm glad to hear that you're doing well. Um, I'm sure you heard me and Roman's conversation about the Ravens' um, loss and and just subsequent um, aftermath. Of everything that's happening right now. You know what's uh, funny about the whole conversation? What's that? If you look at Lamar's stats. Yes. In the playoffs. Yes. He's almost stat for stat mirroring one Peyton Manning. Yeah, well, that's that's what uh, Roman brought up. Like, yeah. That through his first, I think, six uh, playoff appearances or whatever, like literally almost identical stats. Same record, same QB rating. <laughs> and and I think people forget like just how bad Peyton Manning was it was in the playoffs, like for so many years. It was like yeah. like Eli Manning is like the perfect playoff quarterback. Like he gets in the playoffs, the man's is is a monster. Yeah. And for years when Peyton got in the playoffs, he was like, Yeah, no, this dude's done. He's cooked. <laughs> yeah. He's cooked. And his brother Eli was like harbor like a mediocre, like regular season quarterback. Great playoff quarterback. Peyton was opposite, a monster in the regular season and a lamb in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and, and people I, I do remember. forget that. Yeah, I mean, Peyton, Peyton Manning had that same moniker of kind of the guy who was a great regular season player but couldn't get it done when the lights came on. And how many other quarterbacks do we know that suffered? Shall we say when he got to? I mean, John Elway. Like, let, let's go to like everybody remembers how John Elway's career finished. And if we're real, and if we're being honest about John Elway. Yes. He didn't win those Super Bowls. I mean, it was definitely much more about Terrell Davis. Just like Peyton Manning did not win those Super Bowls. So I take that back. The first Super Bowl he won, yeah. they played Rex Grossman. So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I yeah. want to say Drew Brees had a tough go at it at his beginning as well. Yeah, yeah, he did. He absolutely did. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to win a Super Bowl. Like, people look at, you know, they, they, they look at what Brady was able to do. And then they, they you know, Patrick Mahomes – as a really young guy, won his first, and then it is not normal. You know, yeah, it's yeah. not. It's, I yeah. mean, th- that's why Brady is like the greatest of all time. Yes, because he kept going back to Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl with literally like not the very best receivers to throw to. Right, like when he beat the Falcons. Yes, 
Gronkowski didn't play, right? He had just uh, a bunch of bums and uh, what's Edelman. Yes. And and one running back that nobody ever heard of. Yeah. And won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and, and that's the whole thing. Like, people that have gone out there and tried to cast this whole conversation with Lamar Jackson that, uh, you know, he's – it's like some of them idiots out there was like, I'm not going to call Lamar Jackson an elite quarterback unless he wins the Super Bowl. That's the stupidest commentary. I mean, what is Josh Allen then? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, Joe man. Burrow, maybe? I mean, Justin Herbert, you know, they, they, they try to go out there and just cast all Dan these Marino. on Lamar. It's ridiculous. I mean, Lamar is definitely an elite quarterback. Uh, you know, and like I said, the, the most unfortunate thing for the Ravens is like, through all of the Ravens' playoff appearances, where Lamar was actually healthy and played, it always felt like it doesn't. It never felt like he was put in position to succeed, like by from his coaching staff. Like there's never been a game that the Ravens have played with Lamar as a player in the NFL, where the game in which he lost in the playoffs, it felt like they were put in good position. They played a great game, but the other team was just better. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. That's the one unfortunate thing about. All of these playoff appearances for Lamar is it just always feels like, unfortunately, he's at a disadvantage, uh, you know, uh, underneath the helmet. You know, what I'm saying like the coaching staff, the the game plan, the the preparation always seems to be a little bit less than what these other teams are. Or it's like they mess it up when it matters most. Yes, it just feels like they choke. It feels like they choke. It feels like the game plan and some of the decision making. Uh, for whatever reason, with the brain trust, with the Ravens, has always been subpar. Yeah, uh, You know, like, I'm okay with having a game where – if you have a game where you feel like your guys go out there and play their best, but the other team was just better, that's fine. You just get beat. But it just it never feels like that when the Ravens lose. Yeah. It always feels like they just shoot themselves in the foot. And, and it, you know, but it's, but it's like I said before the game. I came on here and said, what's going to win this game or lose this game is going to be the Ravens' offense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's, and it's all because I didn't have faith that they would stick to the program. They didn't give the ball to Gus Edwards, but twice in the first half, they only ran the ball with Gus twice. I want to say Justice had more. Justice Hill started the game, and I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. No, you got a beast running back. Yes, he don't feed him the ball right, and your your one touchdown drive was literally mostly on the ground. I mean, your third running back's yeah. better than some team's second. Gus Edwards has that that long run. On uh on that first down, he has like a 15-yard run to get the ball down to the 25. So then you play action to Gus and then throw over the top Zay Flowers touchdown. <laughs> like, I just – You watched it work for you, and, and then you – Unbelievable. And you panicked. It's unbelievable. It, it was just unbelievable. It's like, Rashawn, it's like you said, Rashawn, those 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 was it back to back? I don't think they went with first drive they scored and then the second drive they scored. Like the Chiefs, yeah, no, Chiefs, the Chiefs first two drives they they – they capitalized on both. And Mahomes goes out there, yes, passing the ball, passing the ball, passing the ball. And it just felt like, oh, no, Patrick Mahomes is going to score on us every time. Let's abandon everything that we do as the Ravens. What scared me is how how I knew what was gonna, what we were in for when the first half, the time of possession was that skewed. Yeah. That's how I knew the Ravens' game plan wasn't going to, to – you know, what they thought it would. Yeah, I mean, well, and the thing was is because of, you know, how the Ravens wanted to play more of that zone, yeah, they kept the Chiefs from going down the field, even though I would argue they don't necessarily have the receivers to, to do what Tyreek Hill and, you know, ha- had been able to do in the past, and even uh, Travis Kelsey 
um, at, at this the, age. You look at the big bomb. But I mean, they, they just – A couple big plays. Yeah, they, they had a play here and here, but for the most part, they just moved the sticks. They moved the sticks. They get the third down, you know, third manageable. May, may get a first down. You yeah. know, and they just kept the, the chains moving. And it's just unfortunate. It um, felt like they gave it to Pacheco every first down. I just don't see how you don't replicate that. Like, that's just Yeah, common. the Chiefs came out with the Ravens game plan. The Ravens came out with what you would have thought the Chiefs game plan was. <laughs> Didn't make sense. No, no. But, hey, you know what? Like I said, uh, it, it was it was tough. It, it was a tough loss. Um, you know, now what did you think about uh, Haven Harrington? What did you think about the um, other game with the 49ers? Coming back, you know, the, it seemed like the Lions had that thing done. What was the halftime? It was like twenty eight to three. Or? No, twenty four seven. I think twenty four seven. It was it was it was a crazy halftime score. Thinking that you know this thing is in the bag, you know, and then just completely falls apart in the second half for the Lions. The Forty ers come back. Brock Purdy uh, catches lightning uh, in a bottle. Um, you know, like. How did how like I, I I am I don't know if that was I know Dan Campbell got a lot of crap, flack for some not of his the field goal. yeah for for not kicking the field goal um, for not taking the points when necessary some people say you know you, that's what you've been all year so that's okay but you got to be smart enough to understand when you got to take the points right but you look at you got to look at the fourth downs as well that's a catchable ball for Reynolds that gets dropped. Oh gosh, that dude. That's not, you know, that's not on Dan's not the one out there dropping it that. It looked like James Thrash. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> I couldn't believe. You know, and it's like it, it, fourth and two, fourth and three, like very manageable and then he gets that little slant that he wants and he, he's got the he, golf plays the ball ahead of him and he just doesn't make the play. And then what? Gibbs fumbles on another one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, those two plays there, that's yeah. super tough to bite for Dan Campbell. And that, that deep play where the, the defensive back has the ball, hit him in the face mask, and ends up being a 50-yard completion for the 49ers. Gosh, that changed uh, the game. <laughs> you know, when it should have been an interception. And you know, It's one of those things like football is a game of, of momentum, right? Yeah. And as soon as the momentum changed, the Lions could never get it back. Yeah, they just couldn't get it back. They they couldn't find anything that worked on the offense. They couldn't get the turnover when they needed it. They just couldn't get anything. Yeah, that and, first and, half and it was over. That first half, Brock Purdy was asking for an interception. He was pleading for one, and they and, you know they they could have it could have been twenty four to seven. It could have been worse. The same thing thing yeah. as Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay. He threw like literally the ball like three times straight to DBs, and they dropped every last one. Yeah, and and the thing I worry about, I feel like. Because the, the, the 49 I don't know, and this is the way that, that, like, when I look at the early kind of prognostication, like, I don't feel like the Chiefs are that good this year. I don't either. But I also feel like the 49ers aren't playing well. Uh, but I, So, I, I don't. I feel like the Chiefs, I think we've been saying that all, like, all year, and they've, at, at every turn, they're getting the chance to prove us wrong now, though. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, I, and, and this is the thing, like, the, the 49ers are a zone defensive team. They're a team that primarily plays a lot of zone, um, for, you know, for whatever reason. So it'll be interesting to see how they break those tendencies or if they try to go out there um, and, you know, stick with that game plan. And, and if that happens, uh, that they have not played this year, but they played last year, and the Chiefs just completely destroyed the 49ers yeah, last year during the regular I mean, season. It's like 46 to 20. You come play a deep zone against 
Mahomes. He's going to come in and just march down the field every time he gets the ball. Yeah, I mean, you just can't do it. I mean, he and Kelsey are both very, you know. That's all he needs. The, yeah, if you run his own, uh, tra- you know, while Travis doesn't necessarily have the uh, down downfield speed and ability that he used to have, against the zone, it just makes – it's like, you know – Stocking to Malone with them too, yeah. You know, so it'll be very interesting to see kind of the wrinkles that that come into play with that to see how they change it up. But I I feel like I worry that we are gonna have a you know Taylor Swift on the Super Bowl uh you know stage with Travis Kelsey you know hugging uh, and kissing and I'm just going to maybe not though. Let's see Mr. Relevant McCaffrey get it done. I hope so. Like that's the one thing I will say, at least offensively, I know one thing for damn sure and that is the 49ers are going to run McCaffrey. <laughs> There's And they that, should score some points that as well. Is, yes, so that that is not negotiable. That is definitely going to happen. Um so, you know, it'll be the biggest question mark is, you know, it's definitely weakness versus weakness. That the biggest weakness on the um, 49ers defense is by far their secondary. Their cornerbacks and safeties are not great. Nope. Um, and the the receivers uh, for the Chiefs are not great either. So it'll kind of be who's the best of a bad group. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's going to be probably who what wins the game. Um, you know, can, can the 49ers find enough stops with those guys in the secondary? Can to win? the Chiefs players catch the ball? Yeah, yeah. I mean that that that's going to be. Where this thing, uh, uh, this is going to be the bread and butter. This is going to be where where the road is whole. So we'll see. We'll I see. would be. I will. I will say this though. It will be an. It be. A, I think it's a great game if the 49ers can shut Pacheco in that run game out. It you force Mahomes to throw it every time, and I think that does. You know, could give you a better chance in terms of this season. Mahomes has looked like he's willing to throw an interception more often than in the past. Yeah, definitely. No, I. I, I think. I think that, you know, that whole thing, like that whole we're going to come out and bully you and we're going to throw the kicker's kicking stand around. Like the, I felt, I feel like the Chiefs knew that they could get into the Ravens' head. Yeah, They're like, if we come out and do this bully stuff. They, they kind of did the U.K. playbook versus L, right, where yeah. they just mm-hmm. came out and just like, we're just going to punk, punk you out and push you around and we know we're going to get into your head and get you all completely out of your game. And it worked. And I think coming in as an underdog made that easy to do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and but unfortunately, the Ravens acted like the little brother. They got all mad, you know. They got all upset. They running and whining, and crying, going to tell mama, and they got they forgot what they were out there doing. Yeah, before and the game even started. Before the game even started, they were completely in their own heads. They were being ridiculous. Like they this way too amped up, way too emotional, and the the Chiefs everything that the Chiefs wanted to do, their plan worked to perfection. I mean, and, and there you go. That's how you have it happen. So I don't necessarily think that emotional part part's going to be there with the 49ers. So I, I, I am interested to see how it goes. Because, I mean, I feel like the 49ers have the better roster. They do. I mean, the 49ers are much more talented, I think, than the Kansas City Chiefs. But Kansas City has arguably the – who's probably one of, who may wind up being the greatest quarterback of all time in Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. As long as you got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, all things are possible. Yeah, it's the best duo in the league right now. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it, you know, to, to the victor goes to spoil. So, you know, that that's what we're going to see uh, coming up uh, next weekend. Do you like the kind of the Pro Bowl, like, whatever no. skills competition no, that they do now? No, it's horrible. It's, it is almost unwatchable. Uh, I, I'm not a fan. But you know what? But, 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 I like it. Do <laughs> you? Really? I mean, I like the quarterback challenge. I like when they're trying to hit the moving targets, and then when there's like those those 
lined up buckets and there's two different throwing challenges that I like to watch. Okay. That's about it. I just think it's cool to see like, you know, the, the 60, like, can you get a ball in a 60 yard bin? Like watching all of them not be able to do it is kind of interesting to me. Kind of is it like <laughs> not interesting for the right reasons, but like, right. wait, wait a minute. Our all-star quarterbacks can't get into this. Yeah. Yard bucket? <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, you know, I was like, I feel like I'd have a chance to be able to throw that. Well, you know, at least Baker Mayfield's like, at least I can win something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, you know, did, did you see the story that said that, Baker Mayfield is expected to, on his new contract, to make $40 million per season. Why would they do that? That can't be right. Yeah, they can. I, like, I saw that story that is expected. Guaranteed? That, well, I don't know if it'll be guaranteed. I don't know if his, his contract will be fully guaranteed because, you know, I, I highly doubt that would be the case. But his number per year, they said the expectation is that he's going to make $40 million. Wow. Next year. Like that's crazy to me. That that's Deshaun I mean, Watson for you. That's fake, I mean, but hey, Deshaun Watson, Baker caught lightning in a bottle, and they got hot the second half of the playoffs. Uh, I mean, you know, of the second half of the season, they make the playoffs. They win a game in the playoffs. That's what happens, right? So you I know, mean, yeah, you give him you Baker give him, cashed in. You give him a Buccaneers defense from a couple years ago, and that's maybe a different story for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he had that that great wide receiver in Evans, and he used him, you know, used him to death. And they were able to get it done. So I mean, you know, hey, they, they they did a good job. They knocked off the Eagles. So that was funny. Yeah. So as long as long as that happens, Baker's okay in my book. And I, my guess is is that the Buccaneers are not going to let him walk out the door. Um, no reason. You know, to. with with the success that he had. So yeah, it's a, that's the expectations. Tampa Bay is going to sign him to a long term extension. So uh, you know, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, kind of the uh, the uh, off season. Uh, you know, we talked about kind of some of the off season stuff for the. Uh, for the Ravens and what they have to do to retool. Of course, Teddy Bridgewater um, going ahead and calling it a career, taking over as the new head coach at Miami Northwestern. So congratulations to Teddy. Congrats to Teddy. Uh, that'll, be, that'll be huge for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that is a great spot for him. It's a, it's a place that he loves. I think it's a perfect fit. Um, and just the fact that Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, that young man lived a, a, a charmed NFL life. Oh, definitely. You know? Uh, <laughs> from a guy that you know comes out uh, drafted uh, by the Minnesota Vikings, uh, you know plays to a, an all a Pro Bowl level early, um, has the Vikings looking like they're going to be the next team to take a big jump, has the devastating knee injury. A lot of people thought it was going to be career ending, you know, and for him to bounce back from that and have the career that he had to go down to the New Orleans Saints and do what he did there. He got another big contract with the Carolina Panthers, um, you know, and then uh, ends up down in Miami, has a year there before ending up in Detroit. But for, for that young man who, you know, it looked like his NFL career could be cut way short after his third season, for him to come back to be able to have that, that you know, that 10-year career and to be able to call it a career, and now he can go down and, and coach back at his alma mater, um, that's awesome. Yeah, and maybe send uh, Louisville some of those top-notch recruits because you know Miami Northwestern. Oh yeah, that's the I pipeline. Mean, I mean, Strong came down there and that fueled the, re- the the rebirth. Yeah, that's the pipeline. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's where you know that that Miami Northwestern pipeline from uh, Michael Lee Harris and uh, Corvin Lamb and of course Teddy Bridgewater, Eli Rogers, Eli Rogers. So many of those guys came from that pipeline that you know. Uh, hopefully, that definitely does not hurt. 
to have Teddy down there. Not at all. He'll, uh, he'll be in contact. I'm oh, sure. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be like one of those things where I'm sure Brian will be like, Teddy, what's, what's coming down the, down the pipe? Who do I need to be focusing in on? I'm sure there'll be a lot of conversations about that. So uh, congratulations to him. I hate that he could not make that Super Bowl. It would have been awesome to see at least one of our Louisville quarterbacks uh, make it uh, to the Super Bowl so we would have those those uh, vested interests. Um, did not happen, but, you know, still very happy for him. Uh, just a storybook ending uh, to his career. I, you know, I remember him being at Louisville, um, you know, and just being that guy. I, I remember when we saw him, it was more – the first time we saw him was kind of the tape of Michael Lee Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're looking at Michael Lee Harris making all these amazing catches and just having this unbelievable film. And I'm like, okay, well, he's nice, but who is that quarterback that is he's throwing, throwing the ball? I remember well, some of those videos. Like It's like, who is that dude? Man, he's good. And, you know, you hear, oh, well, that's Teddy Bridgewater. He's already committed to go to Miami. Uh, you know, that's already a done deal. You know, and then, of course, Miami ends up firing their head coach. And and when they fired their head coach, Teddy opened up uh, back his uh, recruitment, and Charlie Strong was able to get that done. Uh, that changed the trajectory, in my personal opinion, of Louisville football. Uh, because with Charlie Strong being able to obtain Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy having the success that he had ultimately led to the University of Louisville getting the opportunity to make that move to the ACC. I mean, so, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is a guy that, uh, you know, while you want to thank Charlie Strong for his efforts, Teddy Bridgewater did a lot uh, to help make that happen because it's, you know, still about the Jimmys and the Joes. Definitely. You know, so, um, you know, love Teddy, love everything he did. Of course, remember him buying his mom the pink Cadillac uh, when he left the UofL, when he got his first contract in the NFL, went out there and got his mama, who's a, a, a breast cancer survivor, the pink Cadillac to celebrate her. Um, so just a, a great young man, a great story. I love to see that he got to walk out of the NFL and was Definitely. not carried out Definitely. of the NFL. Um, so, you know, just just very, very awesome, very heartwarming, and uh, very, very happy for, for Teddy. But I tell you what, fellas, we already have an hour in the books, and I, I'm very proud of myself because I went a whole hour about talking any of this foolishness going on with Louisville basketball. Well, it's coming up. We've got Hold some up. texters in. What foolishness? Uh, <laughs> that's Always foolishness going on. I'm going to explain why. Uh, I I cannot wait. People kind of got on me and got upset about something that I did uh, a couple days ago. So we'll we'll get into that and much, much more. You are listening to Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, intern Roman uh, taking care of you this morning. Uh, We will be back on the Big X uh, and uh, have much, much more Louisville basketball, football, and plenty more coming your way. Welcome back in. Welcome back in. Hour number two. Wake up 502. Rashawn Myers Haven Harrington in turn. Roman taking care of you this morning. One hour down, one hour to go. And that song is for you, Kenny Payne, because nothing from nothing means nothing. So if you don't give me anything, <laughs> I ain't got nothing for you. Hey, <laughs> you know what? I gave him an hour, Roman. I gave him an hour reprieve. Um, you know, uh, the University of Louisville Cardinals, uh, of course, they are back 
on the uh, on the road again. Uh, they're going to be playing uh, this afternoon. Eight, well, actually, this evening, eight p.m. Uh, tip uh, for for Louisville. Um, you know, trying to get back in their winning winning ways. They finished off a one and nine <laughs> record in the month of January. Gosh, you you were right. Oh, they just, didn't, they weren't going to win again. I, I just you know that they, they had the game against Miami, and it just seems like it was so long ago that they won that game against Miami. Um, but you know, Louisville, they just couldn't get out of their own way. Uh, you know, we we for some reason decided we wanted to celebrate Trey White having a uh, twenty eight point or twenty nine point fourteen rebound performance on the road at Clemson. That was apparently something that we wanted to celebrate. Uh, and I apologize. They're actually at home versus FSU tonight. Um, but, you know, they might as well be on the road. Florida State, that is – that you know, that's kind of like, you know, until until Louisville goes out there and beats Florida State, you know, it's kind of like Virginia. I just – I have to see it happen because it's been so long since Louisville beat FSU <laughs> that, you know, I, I it doesn't matter whether that game's played at Louisville – uh, down in Tallahassee yeah. or on the moon. I don't remember the last time I thought we were gonna beat them. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute since we've beaten them. Um, but yeah, I mean the Louisville, uh, you know, unfortunately they were not able to get it done. Everybody, including the the Louisville video staff, decided that they wanted to celebrate that twenty nine point fourteen rebound performance by Trey White. And everybody gets bad at me because I get on Twitter and say, you know, celebrating. A Trey White performance in a loss versus UVA, you know, that's one thing you can do, or that's one option, not necessarily the one I'd go for. And everybody gets all up in a tizzy saying, Rashawn, come on, man. They're just trying to do their job. Come on. These videographers, you know, they have to be able to celebrate something. I don't care. Look here. I ain't apologizing for nothing. You little videographers and people, like, I don't care. Do some feel-good story about the support staff at Louisville. Do whatever. But I don't want to see no highlight video from a loss. Period. Hey, look. Hey, look. I'm not trying no, no, to no, see no, none no, of that. No, no, no. Hold your robe, okay? Let me Stop. Okay. Stop right there, okay? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, look, sir. Let me tell you something. Yes. Look, look. we got to celebrate what we can celebrate around here. <laughs> All right? If it's 29 points, let's celebrate those darn 29 points. Because how many times is that going to happen? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's no, happened. No, 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 no. How happened. many times is that going to happen for anybody who's playing for Kenny Payne? I mean, it, it's happened a couple times. Mike James has had a couple 25 But you got to celebrate them. You got, I'm not celebrating. Yes. Look, look, we can't celebrate wins. <laughs> so you got to celebrate close losses. I'm not celebrating that. I got Jay Haz on the line. Let's see what he has to say uh, about uh-oh. it. Uh-oh. Oh, Lord. Jay Haz on the line. Jay, how you doing this morning? Man, I'm doing good, Doc. What's going on, man? Man, uh, talking about, you know, we spent the whole first hour, Jay, talking about Lamar Jackson and, and, and the football team losing. Now we're getting into this uh, Kenny, Kenny Payne stuff, you know, that they want to celebrate the fact that Trey White scored 29 points when they lost another game, Jay. They only had one win in the month of January. They went one and nine in January, Jay. Hey, Every shot, I'm not even going. I'm not even going to ride a coattail right now. You know, I'm leaving it alone. Louisville man, they have me a headache. I know. You know, my nerves get bad. I know. I had to take that bipolar medicine. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, sir. But man, every shot, I'm surrounded by some great people this morning, man. Okay, okay, awesome. Who you got with you? Man, I got Shawnee's basketball team and the head coach in the building. Oh, that's what's up, man. Okay. Got guys, the the shiny 
the the staff and management and players in the building? Yeah, man. They talked about y'all at Holy Cross beat PRP. I said, oh man, PRP yeah. is pretty tough. Yeah, got a buzzer beater. The you know the the, the Cougars stay undefeated in the district. Wow. So yeah, absolutely. It's, it's going down. Man, you got this. You got the other young kid here that knows your son, man. Yeah, got, point guard. got he's Josh. Nice. Yeah, Josh, Josh is nice. Hey, look, let me tell you something. Josh is going to be one of the, the the young up and coming ballers in the city. Y'all better know, young man's got some talent. You know, uh, him and Cam uh, go at it uh, in their in their practice when they get the chance to go that go out there and play. So, absolutely, man. I'm I'm excited for for Shawnee basketball. They they've uh, you know yeah. had some tough times, but I think they're on the way up, Jay. Man, I know they are, man. I and know they're the, better than Louisville right now. I tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> got, got Joey Fouché over there as well. Joey, who transferred over from Holy Cross. So, you know, they got the young superstar. You got Joey. the he, He's the he's the old man over there. He transferred over there as a senior. But, yeah, absolutely, man. I'm all about some shiny basketball. Hey, man, say hello to the Coach Ellis, man. He's right here, man. Hey, Coach, how you doing this morning? How you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing well, brother. I'm doing well, man. Uh, uh, congratulations. I, I know you've uh, been over there putting in the hard work over there, Shiny, uh, you know, trying to build something special over there. Man, how, how's it going? Appreciate you. I appreciate it. It's going well. You know, we're doing having a good season this year. we got a winning season right now. So, yes, sir. You know, it's going well. Absolutely, absolutely. No, man, y- 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 you guys are on the way up, man. I'm, I'm very excited. Congratulations for that, man. Uh, I, I, and I appreciate you uh, being able to, to get on there. So, so uh, who, what, what, who do you all have next up? Uh, Monday, Tuesday, we have more. And then Friday, we got a big district game against uh, Manu. Okay, okay, that's what's up. Yeah, hey, hey, that that manual was tough sledding. Uh, you know, so Holy Cross went over there to manual. I ain't gonna talk. Got busted. <laughs> got busted. It was it, was, it hey, wasn't a fun time, man. It wasn't a fun time. I was, he was asking a question. Yes, he was sir. asking a question real quick about one of the top players in, in the era that I played in basketball. I said it was Manuel Forrest. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, man, Manuel Forrest, Super Five. Hey, don't get no better than that, Jay. Super Five. Hey, there's been a lot of ballers coming through the city of Louisville. <laughs> hey, but I tell you what, man, th- th- these young cats here in the city now, there is a lot of oh, talent. Man, I know. I like in the city. I like, of Louisville. I like this kid. I like this kid at Shiny, Mr. Coleman. I like the whole team, man. You know what I'm saying? The kids are growing together, man. And absolutely, I watched them online the other night, Rashawn. Man, they just played as a unit, man. But they lost consistency, though. But they played. Yeah, that's what happens sometimes. It's like Lamar Jackson. You know, they, you just play and you just end up losing. Yeah, that's just happened to the beast of the game. It does. It does. I mean, you know, and, and you know, Central had just been coming off of a tough loss to Du Bois School, which you know, Du Bois is on the way up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that I mean, that just tells me about. The, the talent uh, and the health of basketball in West Louisville, man, is just growing. So, uh, you know, for, for you guys, Coach, and everybody down there, I'm proud of you guys. Keep it up. Anything that, that we can do here to support you guys uh, here on uh, Wake Up 502 and Main Event Sports, man, we'll, we'll definitely do it, help you out, man. Thank you. I appreciate it, sir. Hey, Rashawn, you got a big uh... – Bang bang later on this evening, don't you? Yeah, hey, well, you know, I got got the the, uh, the few things uh, in the hopper. You know, things always going on on a on a Saturday. You know, and uh, with Wake Up Five Hundred Two, <laughs> Rashawn Myers, and, and Haven Harrington. So you know, it's always well, some things going on. Always some good things going on. Well, listen, man, I appreciate it, man, and I just want to get shiny on that, man. I got to get them live in the, in the studio, man. Absolutely, absolutely. We're gonna have to do that, man. I, I cannot wait for it, but I definitely appreciate you guys giving me a call this morning. 
Appreciate you, man. And I don't ninety six point one is always the best. All right, there we go. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Coach. There Thank you. All right, there we go. You know what I'm saying, Coach Ellis? You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm telling you, basketball in West Louisville is on the come up, y'all. It's changing. It's, 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 it, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, Shawnee basketball has uh, had hard times for a while, but Coach is definitely t- changing the conversation. And like I said, the, the young guy, Josh, man, he is a very – he's an eighth grader playing varsity Gosh. basketball. Wow. Okay. And Josh is out there killing the game as an eighth grader. He's uh, Shawnee's leading scorer. <laughs> as an wow. eighth grader. Uh, so, yeah, no, he, he's playing well. Joey Fouché, as I said, he uh, point guard transferred over from Holy Cross. He has done um, great things for them as well. Uh, and Shawnee has been playing at a much, much higher level. So, you know, definitely appreciate them. Like I said, it was good to hear that Central, is is uh, who's had been having a very tough season, they kind of turned around into boys' school. Um, you know, they've only been playing basketball. Uh, this is, I believe, they're only their third year playing basketball uh, with KHSAA. Yeah. Um, a buddy of mine is a videographer for their team. And okay. He, he's, uh, he watches them yes. you know, pretty much every game because he's there with his camera and stuff. And he's telling me that their JV team's out beating varsity teams. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm telling you. Like, they only – this is only their third year, so they don't – they literally don't have any seniors. Like, yeah, that's all what, their that's guys why, are, yeah, are yeah, juniors, yeah. Uh, fr- uh, sophomores, or freshmen. Uh, and they're going out there. They beat Central by 50 points a couple weeks ago. Wow. Yeah, that was crazy. It's crazy. So, uh, yeah, no, it, it's definitely, like I said, the, the health of, of basketball in West Louisville is outstanding, you know. And then, of course, uh, giving the shout-out to Holy Cross. But, yeah, hey, I, I, I hate to tell Shiny, but Manuel. Beast. Manuel's good. <laughs> Holy Cross went out there. We were good for about a quarter. And then, Yikes. It was crazy. That's all right, though. That's all right, though. Uh, you know, the, the the Cougars got got you know got back in the district play. They're still undefeated. I uh, believe they have a chance to finish undefeated in the district if they can knock off Fairdale next Friday night. That's big. So, uh, yeah, if they can get that number one seed in the district, uh, that, that'll be big time. Um, that, that If they have an opportunity. Uh, Holy Cross has never won the district uh, once the district tournament has started. So they have an opportunity to do something that no other Holy Cross team has ever done so you know good luck to the fellas jacob and mike and of course my son cameron uh as they continue to move forward i got a uh they're going on cameron's going on a, on a uh a trip he's taking an official visit uh down to experience prep academy first visit yeah first visit down wow. uh, down on the campus of east tennessee state university congratulations uh, to him yeah so you know got got some so a lot of coaches are showing interest so you know we're, we're gonna take that's gonna be our first little visit see how he likes it um, you know, his first opportunity to kind of get out and see what it's, uh, what it's like being a recruited athlete. So, you know, very, very excited, man. You know, super excited it's for Very exciting for him. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure he'll enjoy that, too. It'll be nerve-wracking and exciting at the same time. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, and, 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 and Dad is, is the one that's sweating. You know, I, I'm going to see my last baby leave the house. You know, my daughter's already out into the world. She lives in Lexington, so now I'm – I'm about to put my other one out into the world, and then I'm gonna be an empty nester. You know what I'm saying, uh, I got another text here that says, "How did Louis- how did Louisville lost to a DePaul team that only scored 40 points the whole game?" I mean, talent. You know, like <laughs> that, that takes a special type of talent. Uh, that, like you got to try to do that almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, t- Tony Stubblefield, who was the coach of DePaul, uh, who just recently got fired. You know that that was his feather in the cap is that DePaul beat Louisville. 
and they still fired him. <laughs> that that just tells you that a win versus Louisville these days doesn't go as far as it used to. Don't spin the way it used to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It used to be worth something if you knocked off Louisville. Now it's like, yeah, yeah, get out. <laughs> Who cares? Not threading the needle anymore. No, no, not at all, not at all. But, uh, you know, hey, I, 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 I'm just going to be honest with you, man. Like, I, I did not want to rag. I wasn't trying to rag on, on Trey White. You know, Trey White has had – um, a tough season, you know. He came in the guy came in as a guy who was supposed to be seen as one of the saviors. You know, we were told that when Trenton Flowers decided that he was going to take his talents to Australia and not be a part of the University of Louisville basketball team, everybody said, "Well, you know, uh, I've been hearing that you know Trey White's been so good in practice that that's why Trenton Flowers left is because he just wasn't going to be starting and he wasn't going to be a star because of what Trey White and Sky, Sky Clark and those guys are doing they're just tearing him up and then of course the season gets here and Trey has not been as expected he's not been he's been uh, you know okay uh, offensively but defensively he's been awful um and you know he just hasn't been consistent enough offensively to really warrant getting a ton of playing time because his defense is just terrible I mean uh, there's no better way to put it I mean you know Louisville is a bad defense of a defense overall and Trey White's probably the worst defensive player on the team. He is just lost out there sometimes. He just, he just seems, to me, Trey, Trey is a guy who, for whatever reason, he seems to have heavy feet. Like, he gets blown by more than probably, the only guys that get blown by more than him are like the centers on Louisville's team. Like, when the centers try to play out on the perimeter, you know, those guys get beat off the dribble pretty yeah, you know it's coming too. But the, the, the one guy who's a non-center that gets blown by the most is absolutely Trey White. Like, he, that man. It seems like it's every time he's always on the hip instead of in front of somebody. Yes, yes, every time, every time. And, and I mean, so he's had a tough year, so the fact that he was able to go out there and have a 29-14, and 14, I believe they said that's only happened like six or seven times in Louisville history that somebody that. put up those numbers. We need that in the first one. You know, first big game of the year. Now yeah, when the season's already cooked, and 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 it's, and is in a loss, where, and, and it's in a game where Louisville was down twenty two points. Yeah, I mean they were down twenty two at Clemson, and then Louisville did what they always do. I mean this is what they do. This is the Louisville. Th- that's why the whole wanting to give credit because they didn't stop fighting, quote unquote, and because they made it tough, and these guys didn't quit. Like I don't care. No, it's not. The expectation is too low at that I don't, point. Because at the end of the day, you know what's really happening. What's really happening is these teams are like, they suck. We're blowing them out, and we just start playing around. Let's shoot hook shots from half court. Let's go out and just let the, the centers play point guard. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what happens. Teams start screwing around. Are you seeing teams get bored playing us? Yes. Teams literally get bored start wanting and start screwing around, and, and guys just want to go out there and get their own little, you know, call their own number, and they're not passing the ball, and they're not as crisp. And then that's when Louisville makes their comebacks. It happens over and over again where teams literally look at us as a joke and then they let their guard down and then Louisville plays hard and they can make it closer to like window dress the game. Like, I don't care. And that's why I don't care about your little silly videos and people can get mad at me because I'm talking about the video team and getting upset with me because I'm tweeting that that, that stuff out. But, you know, I'm sorry. Like, I don't care. You know what? It may be you may be getting strays. Video team, but you know what? It's all Kenny Payne's fault. You want to understand? You, you want to be, you know, what? Why I'm doing it? That's why. It's all Kenny Payne's fault. If Kenny Payne 
had a team that looked like they were worth something, then maybe I wouldn't be in such a bad mood. But I don't care that they went out on, on against Clemson. But Kenny coming out there and talking about, that's what I'm talking about after the game. Oh smiling. Goodness. Talking get about, a, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. This is the guy that we've been looking for. It's like, bro, what are you celebrating? Get a grip. Do you think Rick Pitino, if they lose the game to Clemson by six, he's going to come out and talk about how great Trey White's game was in a loss? Is he going to do that? No. Absolutely not. I mean, it's just not going to happen. So I just, like, his whole demeanor, Kenny Payne's whole demeanor, and I think that's the biggest issue, is that he praises the team and praises players for the wrong thing. Like, I remember when he first came out in his introductory press conference and said, it's not going to be about wins and losses. It's going to be about wins and, or, or learning. You know, we don't really care about the losses as long as we're learning. It's not, and it's not good enough. He's still doing that same thing. Like, when you're coming in and you're smiling and talking about this is what I've been trying to get out of him and this is so awesome that he did have this. How many points did he give up, Coach? Yes, he scored 29. How many points did he give up on the other end? At least 25 to 30. You know, I mean, and that's the whole thing. Is It's like, no, it's not good enough. Like, I want my coach to be upset because they're losing games. I don't want to hear. Like, he has the same press conference. Guess what, Haven? Let me tell you what, what Kenny Payne is going to say after every game that they lose. We just got to keep fighting. We got to learn to fight each other. We got to play for one another a little bit more. That's what we got to do and just keep fighting. And if we do that, then we'll win games. I have heard that same press conference 30 times this year. At this point, I think it's a, I think it's like he got paid to come do this. Somebody <laughs> paid him. Calipari gave him a check, <laughs> sent him the to UK Louisville, plan. and said, just go, make, go mess this program up. Go, oh. go ruin them. All I know is this. We are down to our final 10 games of this season. And he might not win a single one of them. And, and, and everybody looked at this this fall, this February schedule as the, you know, the, the opportunity where Louisville's going to be able to quote-unquote get right. But I'm going to be honest with you. Louisville does not have – like this doesn't look like a very easy task to me. Like I said, we start out today 8 o'clock on the ACC Network um, at home versus Florida State. That's not an easy game. Florida State, I believe, is tied for first in the conference right now. Um, you know, so they, they didn't necessarily they know how to defend. Oh, uh, excellent defensive team. Always big, always athletic. Um, you know, they did not have a great early season schedule. Florida State did. Like, the Florida State was struggling in the pre-conference. But since they've gotten into conference play, they've played much better to the tune of, uh, I don't know, the best record in the conference. So Well, the question now is going to be, is like, who's going to be healthy for Louisville? Yeah, I mean, Tyler and Sky. Our game time decisions. And, you know, this is the thing that we talked about. And, Roman, oh, I know so what we talked about as well. Isn't Hersey Miller also uh, banged Her, up? Yeah, this this whole – and once again, it's almost like Karan Davis all over again with Hersey Miller. They have not identified any injury for Hersey Miller. All they will say is he is away from the team seeking consultation. That could mean that could mean so many. I mean, what things. does he have? ED? Yeah, like <laughs> seeking consultation for what? Like, there's no. Telling. What does that mean? Like Haven Harrington, what does that mean? <laughs> I can't believe you want the whole ED reference. I mean, what don't they say? Seek a doctor consultation. Oh yes, he must they do. be having some. That's kind what of... they say, right? Like, what does he? He what must is, be having some kind of issue is all I'm – I mean, and I'm not trying to make light. If anybody's having any medical issue, I'm not trying to make light. For all you guys who have to suffer from ED. I'm sorry. What? They make stuff for that now, Take you Take Tunkat Ali <laughs> to get a local gas station. <laughs> I just 
<laughs> What's it called? The, the, the Mean Rhino or whatever. I remember yeah. uh, on The Golden Child, which is an old movie from back in the 80s, Eddie Murphy. Oh, you're going way back. Yeah, and he was like, Yak Groin. <laughs> Helps to get the yang up. He's like, ain't nothing wrong with my yang. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying, like, what does away from the team? He's been away from the team seeking consultation for like two, three. Now this will be his third game where he's seeking consultation. What but this, I, I think this is the most banged up I have ever seen. I mean, is he going to the Cleveland Clinic? Is he making the same visit that Rick Patino did back in the day? Sounds like, like it. You just, never know. I just don't know. I just, these vague things. Like, it doesn't, like, to me, the way, it makes it worse the way they made it sound. Like, they could have just said lower body injury or something. And he's like, okay, maybe he turned the ankle, maybe he twisted the knee, something. But saying he's away from the team seeking consultation. That's like, does he have a brain tumor? Like, I mean, what is going on? It just sounds, every time we get an opportunity to speak to the media, we make things worse. Does seem like that. It's just very specific. It's very specific verbiage. Why are you saying it like that? Oh well, you know what? It's like the whole Karan Davis ain't in trouble, but he's like stalking us in the stands after every game. He's gonna be. <laughs> he's gonna be at the game tonight. You know that, right? He's gonna be like of course he three is. rows up from the. And court. why wouldn't he be? And why would think? Think about it. Think about it. He came from like a fifth tier JUCO team. <laughs> Nobody was recruiting him at all. He gets a scholarship offer to play for one of the most premier basketball programs uh, yeah. in the history of college basketball. Yes. Why would you leave? He's and now he's just like stalking us. Yeah, but why a, why why would you like, He won't go anywhere? A texter says he, a texter says, I think Karan Davis is hanging around to see who the new coach is. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is like That's fair. Things like, where would he go? He yeah. wasn't recruited by anybody. This is it. Yeah, if he if if he, if he if he's not here, he's just gonna go back to He's gonna it. go home. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to go home. He has no place to go but home. So why not stay here? I mean, he's just staying here. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in well, the world. Why leave? He's just staying he, he there. He to go to school for free. He, he sent out a, a, t- a tweet saying, you know, whenever I'm needed, I'll be ready. It's like. That's crazy. Hopefully. Didn't they already send an email saying that your you, services you are no longer? Yeah, like, what are you talking about? It doesn't matter. Look, he's going to school for free. It's like when a woman gets with the dude and doesn't know he's crazy. And ends up crazy, so then she tries to get away from him. So now he's just like following her everywhere. You like to call that stalking? Like literally, that's what Karan <laughs> Davis is, is he doing stalking right now. Us? He literally is stalking the basketball program. <laughs> look, look, I'm gonna they're gonna get a restraining order against. You know what? Them. I'm gonna tell you this: If I was Karan Davis, I would do exactly the same thing. <laughs> well, well, think about it. You was in a, you was like in a third tier junior college in California. You get like a full ride to a university. Get to live in the best dorms on campus. Yeah. Why would you leave? Yeah. I mean, he's just like, nah. Why would you go back home for that? He's like, nah, I'm good. You get to be here. You get to be on a jumbotron. You get to hang around a basketball team. Why would you go anywhere else? It's so weird. Where so would you go? He's completely done, though, right? He, I mean, yeah. From what they said, it's like, you know, Karan Davis. Because it was a member. Because the first thing they said, Karan Davis and Louisville, they've come to a decided mutually that he's going to leave to go somewhere else to find somewhere else to play. And then that's when he came out and was like, no, I didn't. No, I'm staying. I'm and, here. And he's staying. I'm here. And he's still here. And then they were like, Karan Davis has been dismissed. <laughs> they but had to send out a second email. <laughs> so the first, they were telling him to go somewhere yeah, else to play. Yeah, exactly. Like, they tried on. to let him off easy and be like, oh, we've just tried to decide to mutually part ways. And he's like, I ain't usually decided to do nothing. I like it here. I love being a Cardinal. Uh, maybe he's just here for his degree then. I, I, I don't know. It's weird. Or with all the injuries. 
You never know. It'd be cool to see a new sure. coach and then they play. I him. mean, Louisville literally may start this game with no point guards, with none. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like I, I none. Just, we don't have one. No, well, I mean, maybe everybody told us that Mike James and and Trey White and all those guys were guards, so that's why they didn't need to really recruit guards other we, than what they had. You don't like a walk on we haven't heard of yet or something. No, no, we don't even have walk ons. Maybe they'll let Zampane run point guard. The walk ons walked off. Danilo, yeah. We got Aiden McCool, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, he, he might be able to do something. Yeah, let him play. I mean, but this is the thing I'll say, and this is what I've said all year long, is that people kept talking about, well, we look at this February schedule and it may be, you know, while the, this is during the December run. You know, they had just beaten Pepperdine. You know, they got busted by UK. But they were like, well, you know, when you look at the schedule, you know, it really gets it, it, it after they beat Miami. They were like the the schedule. Like we have a tough finish to January, but when you look at the February, there's a lot of winnable games there. And this was the thing that I that I said and I warned people was like, understand that. But between now and then, Louisville's going to do a lot of losing. Okay, and you can't look at it as okay. Well, we went out there and we found a way to upset Miami. So even if we don't beat North Carolina and Duke and some of these other teams, you know. We keep playing like this. We'll be able to win some games in February. I said, losing, doing a lot of losing changes a lot of things. A lot. And when these guys are get, having these injuries, whether it be J.J. Trainer, um, you know, whether it be um, uh, Emmanuel Corfor, now, you know, Sky Clark and Tyler Johnson, when you're losing at the rate that Louisville's losing, guys aren't really in a hurry to get back. This is one of the things I've known, and it's not just with, basketball this is all around like last year when Lamar Jackson got hurt and had his ankle thing like and it was what you know week 12 when he got hurt or week 11 and he decided he was going to sit down the Ravens weren't playing good football last year Mm -mm. and Lamar was not in a hurry to get back you know and I know he had his whole contract thing uh that, that was going on as well but all I'm saying is this when you don't have a team that's giving you something to look forward to when you get back Nobody's going to rush their rehab to get back out there and play for a losing product. And I'm not saying these guys aren't really hurt. I'm not trying to say that J.J. Trainer's shoulder isn't really hurt. All I know is this. is J.J. Trainer? they said that J.J. Trainer was on his way back. He was ready to play. And literally the day that he was supposed to come back, he went from J.J. Trainer's ready to J.J. Trainer's out for the season. Doesn't, I, this doesn't add up. I don't know how that happens. When you have a guy who's apparently so close to being back, unless he just completely, his whole arm fell off. Like how you go from ready to play to out for the season for the same shoulder injury. Like that just doesn't even compute to me. But all I know is this, you know, whether it be Sky, whether it be Tyler, when guys start hurting, people, it it affects you to lose as much as this Louisville program is losing. I mean, you got to think about it. We're still, in terms of recruiting, Going after players from top programs, top you know high schools. Yeah, you, you, the transfers okay, that stop, were stop, 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 stop. <laughs> okay, not in the last no, year. No, not in the last Roman, year. Roman, 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 stop. <laughs> Just stop. But look at no, mean, no, 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 no. Look, Kenny Payne has told you in a press conference that he doesn't go after like the top tier recruits going against battling uh, the big schools that's because fair. that's not what we do here, Louisville, because we just can't compete. So he likes to be secret about it. And go after guys that we never heard of before. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying any of those top 50 guys. And now guys. we have a stalker. Not any of those top 50 <laughs> guys, but, you know, we try to get a couple top 100 guys when we can. You know, people still think that Carter Knox is coming to Louisville. 
<laughs> they keep talking about this Carter Knox stuff. Carter Knox is not coming. To, let me just spoil this for everybody. Don't do it, Sean. Carter Knox is not coming to Louisville. Why are you hating? to Kentucky. He's not coming to Louisville. Stop, stop. Let me tell you something. (laughs) Let me me tell you something. If you really look closely at these past Louisville games, if they were 100% healthy, if J.J. Trainer was playing, if nobody was banged up or deemed up, Mm -hmm. this team would easily have like one more win in February. (laughs) I was going to say what? One more win in January. One less loss by 20 maybe? (laughs) Yes. They would have one more win and be begging Kenny Payne to come back one more year because you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, <laughs> right? If this team was healthy, they could be dangerous in February because the schedule is weaker. Now, not as weak as it was to start the season when we couldn't beat anybody still, <laughs> but weaker nonetheless. And if we were healthy, now we got experience, now we turn the corner playing well, the sky's the limit. We you mean eat. like when we was healthy and lost to Kentucky Wesleyan? I mean, let me tell you something. Me, <laughs> or but, when we was healthy and we lost to Chattanooga? That was before they had experience. See, now that not a young team is gelled when we together. Was, when we was experienced and lost to Arkansas State? Now the young team is gelled <laughs> together. Now they have experience. Oh. And it's completely different. Like We could win at least like two games in February. Oh. You think with your so? brain, like, we'll be like eight-win team this year. <laughs> Double last year. Yeah, see – Progress. <laughs> and at this rate, literally like two years, we could be a bubble team. Jesus. I don't see so it. Notre Kenny Dame at home, maybe. Jesus. Notre Dame at home. It's going to be a pillow fight. I think Notre Dame at home, we, that should be a game. Louisville's two closest games, are their, their opportunities for, for wins to me, and coming up in February. But you you're have a hater. Do you really count? February 10th. Uh, yes, I count. Thank you. I February 10th. <laughs> I know. February 10th at home versus Georgia Tech. And then the game at home versus Notre Dame on February Who's 20th, Georgia Tech's coach? 21st. Uh, Damon Stoudemire. I'm going with Damon Stoudemire. They just upset <laughs> North Carolina. I know. I'm going with Damon Stoudemire. Georgia Tech's playing good basketball right now. They are. Like, they're playing Honestly, good basketball. the game to look out for, Notre Dame, Louisville. Yeah, I mean, and, and Notre Dame is playing decent basketball right now. But Notre Dame is less than 10 wins like, like we do. They do. They do. I mean – but right now, Notre Dame has two wins in conference. They're two and eight versus Louisville's one and nine. Georgia Tech has three wins in conference. I'm, you know, I'm telling you. So, Notre Dame is going down. Those are those are those are the two opportunities. They play the other two worst teams in the league at home. Notre Dame is going down. So the, we don't the, pull one upset off. Um. Well, I mean, the only upset opportunity that you, you would think that they would even have a remote chance in because they're not winning any of these road games. They finish up on the road at Syracuse, who's playing really well, um, at Boston College, who's very good at home, at Pittsburgh, who's already blown them out, and at Duke. So they're not winning any of those road games. I guess the, the spot where you would say maybe they would have a chance yeah. for an upset would be Virginia Tech, the second second to last game of the year, March 5th. Mm-hmm. And that's just because they played decent versus Virginia Tech on the road earlier in the year. So, I mean, if you were going to say that, you know, the Virginia Tech and Boston College games at the end of the well, year. We actually had a pretty great first half against Virginia Tech, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they played decent. You know, they did okay. Um, so, I mean, that that's where I guess you could say, quote, unquote, that's an upset. So, maybe you get wins six and seven on the year. That's it, baby. Notre Dame. You know, Vita- set seven you. and eight, whatever. Texter says, you. happy Black History Month. Hey, happy Black History Month. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Everybody get your steel chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the, throw the hat in the sky. Throw the hat in the sky. 
Hey, let's go ahead and take our last break. <laughs> when we come back, we have more shenanigans going on. Last segment of the show, Wake Up 502. Let's go UK falling apart. Oh, gosh. How about that one? Uh, hey, I got some thoughts on Kentucky. We'll we gonna, get into it. We're going to get into that and uh, to finish the day off. Intern Roman, Rashawn Myers, Haven here to take care of your Big X Sports Radio, Wake Up 502, and we'll be back. Real, you're gonna stand still to obey your case, so let the man build words of rapture that you have to capture. And I just slap you with a handful of literature. This dope, death, fresh, hype, choice, smooth, and poor. Rappers I replace, rub out and erase. Competition, you must be on free base, smoking or joking. Bound to be and welcome back, the welcome back. And last segment of the show, Big X Sports Radio, Wake Up 502, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Appreciate everybody who's tuned in so far. Got it rolling here on a wonderful, wonderful Saturday morning. Hey, and you know what? The, the weather is back to being at least decent, fellas. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's been super nice outside. Um, if it's been so nice, I've been staring out the window uh, here most of the time. I just realized I never even gave out any of the other contact information. Y'all been reaching out and texting and tweeting. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Too late now, man. We got that is the Thornton's text line. I know, I know, but yeah, got to give my shout outs. Big thanks to Thorntons and all that they do for us. Um, you know, they give you the best in goodies, grub, everything else. Make sure you go out to any of the eighty-two thousand six hundred fifty-three local Thornton's locations uh, for the best in gas, goodies, grub. Get you some, uh, you know, get get you a taquito. You know, what I'm saying, get you a couple, of, you know, a couple of little snacks to, to get out there on the road. Um, but just big shout out to Thornton's for everything they do. I know, man. I was like, I went through the whole show. That's because we've been, I've been, I've been off my game. I honestly did not know what I wanted to talk about coming into this show because I've been so down the dumps over Lamar. You know, I've been trying to do everything I can to ignore the basketball program, and Lamar was my my resource for happiness. You know, so now that Lamar is gone, I fully invested into Jeff Walls and the Lady Cards. You know, what I'm saying that's where I'm putting all my energy. I'm focused on the upcoming games. The ladies are doing well. They got cheated on the road at North Carolina, but that's all right. I heard that. I don't. I didn't oh. see how, but oh, what that happened? that North Carolina game, man. They just there was some questionable calls down the stretch. Let's just 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 put leave it at that. But you know, North Carolina, uh, their women's team, they're playing better. Um, you know, the ACC is very very good this year. Um, Louisville, I believe, has. They, they've started a stretch of three of their next four versus ranked teams. They started that home versus Syracuse on Thursday. They got that win. So, you know, I'm, I'm just focusing on the positive, Roman, and that's all we're going to be breaking down is Louisville women's basketball. They're getting it done. Kiki Jefferson and Jada Curry and all the ladies, that they're, they're balling out, Olivia Cochran. So that's where I'm at. You know, we need to get our, 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 our female correspondent back on uh, to talk some women's basketball now, we do, now, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Now, now that we are pa- past, uh, you know, now, now that we're past the, the the NFL because Lamar wanted to go and lose, I got to find the next thing to make me happy. I just want something to make me Kentucky feel good. Football, baby. <laughs> Liam Cohen leaving again. Leaving again. The man couldn't wait to leave. He, he could, like he cannot wait to leave. He cannot wait to get out of Lexington. Liam Cohen. Uh, literally was going to go to anybody who offered him anything. Like, anybody. I'll go. I'll do it. Yes. <laughs> Wherever. Hold on. Now, he, he ended up with the, the Bucks. Yes. Yes. Oh, he's uh, headed down to Tampa Bay. So, he's out of there. 
I don't know. Has Kentucky, Kentucky hasn't named who their next offensive coordinator? They have not. Yet. DJ Wagner, I think, is sitting out again. Yeah, they. they well, th- that's the question. DJ Wagner has not been playing well. You know, Big Z. You know, the the the, the big guy, the big seven two guy from uh, uh from Serbia that had been sitting out. You know, he had this big splash on the scene. He comes out looking like the next Vladi Divac in his first game, scoring sixteen points in like. 18 minutes, hitting three or four from three. Just had an unbelievable, um, just unbelievable game uh, versus Georgia the first game out. Well, since then, since Big Z made his, um, you know, his debut, Kentucky has gone one and two over those next three games. So total with since Big Z joined the team, they are 500. They are two and two uh, with Big Z there. They just lost at home versus Florida, a game that it seemed like Kentucky had in the bag and just could not get out of their own way. So that at least made me happy. You know, these are the things that as a Louisville fan, when I have to deal with Kenny Payne, I look forward to. Look, leave Kenny Payne alone, okay? The the pain, the, the you know. The pain train is almost over. You know, a lot of just, people. It, 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 look, look. Yes, sir. Leave Kenny Payne alone. Okay, I'm Kenny sorry. Payne <laughs> is doing the best he can. Yes. With what he was given. Don't do that. Don't don't do that. Don't give him. That's too much credit. This is just year one. <laughs> By year three. And then we figured it out, and we'll be on a bubble. And we can celebrate again as we wait. Celebrate being on the bubble. Yes. Well, Kenny Payne said, you know, he was pr- proud of his guys because, you know, he they played hard against a team that might make the NCAA tournament. They might. This he is where that? we are. Yes. No way he said yes, that. Yes, he said this is a team, this Clemson team, that's going to, you know, ha- have a good chance to make the NCAA tournament. So he's happy that they perform. This is where we've come to, is that now we're happy because we're able to compete competitive against teams no, and last that week, may make the NCAA tournament. And last week I, I made the controversial statement. Yes. That are we really – is Louisville really a top 10 pro basketball program of all time? <sighs> I mean, we are. 15. Are, definitely are we really? top 15. No, are, are we really? Name me one. Name me one top 10 program. They'll put up winning four games in the season. Fair. Name one. I mean, it's fair. It's fair. I, I totally agree. With you. I've, I, I mean, I ha, I thought last year. I said it at the end of last year that I felt that us bringing back Kenny Payne was going to be literally a waste of time, and I've been proven to be right. It's been a waste. of I time. I mean, that, that wasn't exactly Negro Dama's work over there by you. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was going to be. I mean, well, because everybody tried to put on the players and say it was all the players that didn't have oh, anything no. to do with Kenny Payne. Oh it was no, all we knew about it was the players. No, he had a. No, he had mostly four and five star players last yeah, year. Yeah, it's like just like this year. And if somebody tried to tell me, well, the players aren't that talented, I'm like, dude, no. Didn't this guy have like a top ten recruiting class? I'm just saying. Rick was- Pitino would have this team full court pressing, averaging triple the steals we average now. Absolutely. We steal the ball. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> what? Yeah. What, what are you Speaking of Rick steal? Pitino, they have a big game today. Uh, Very no, big no, game no, today. no, 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 stop. Stop. Uh-huh. We're, not talking, we're, not, we're not talking about Rick Pitino. I'm tired of Louisville <laughs> fans always tweeting and coming about Rick. He's not coming back. I, I, you I, never I, know. It's over. You he, never know. No, he's not coming back. It's over. Stop talking about Rick Pitino. He sound like so, you know what you sound like? An abused woman. <laughs> you sound like an abused relationship. I mean, I no, can, I see it. that. I can see that. Okay. It's, like, it's like an abused relationship. I loved him. Okay, well, first of all, no when to move back. on. Right? I wish he would come back. No, first, it's over. First, first move of on. All, first of all, I don't. You know, Rick is gone. Rick is never coming back. But that doesn't mean I. I enjoyed Rick Pitino when he was coaching Kentucky. No, you know what? Okay, you know what? First of all, you lie. I definitely enjoyed him <laughs> while lie. he was in Kentucky. You I lie. don't lie. You lie. I don't you don't lie. like anything Kentucky. No, I hate Kentucky. See, and this is the thing: when Rick Pitino was at Kentucky, I hated he was at Kentucky because he was awesome. 
And I was like, damn it. <laughs> it's kind of like the way Calipari, especially when he first got there, and he's getting like John Wall and Cousins and Anthony Davis, and he's getting all these dudes. It's like, I don't like him being there because he's too good to be there. Yeah. And Rick is the same way. Like, that 96 Kentucky team was one of the most awesome basketball teams I've ever seen. Now, the fact that they were wearing Kentucky. That may be the greatest college basketball team of all time. Yes. Like, that team was awesome. It, it was, I, I think it's between them and the running Rebels. Like, I just hate the fact that they were playing for Kentucky. But, like, Rick's style, everything was awesome. Like, I've always loved Rick as a coach. So, you know, what he's doing in his first year with St. John's more than likely going to get them to the, you know to what? the NCAA tournament term is awesome. It, it doesn't matter. Stop it. Okay, so I can't, stop. I, so no, I can't enjoy it. Rick Pitino? No, stop it. That's crazy. Let it go. I, I, look, look. Look, you, look, you guys broke up. You got divorced. Let it go. I can still watch no, it. No, let it John, go. Well, St. John's place, number one UConn in the garden today. It's going to be awesome. That sounds? Tune in I on still watch. Hey, you know how pitiful that sounds? <laughs> I can still watch you. I still love you. Hey, I can name you. No, pitiful that sounds. I know more of their players than Louisville players right now. I support him right now more than I do KP. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, you, you guys both of you guys sound pitiful. Joel Soriano. You know what? You know, you know what you should be doing? Yes, sir. You should be Scott next coach. You should be looking at Muscleman. Oh, you should God. be looking hey, at what Eric Scott Muscle, Drew's doing. Eric Muscles, uh, Eric Muscleman's getting a lot of push right now. No, you, you should be looking at what Scott Drew's doing. I'd love that. Hey, I would love. But you know, see, and this is the thing. Look, we got ten games left in this this thing. Okay, so I'm counting down the games. I love the games. So, like a lot of people say, I hate when Louisville comes on. I don't want to watch them. I watch every game with joy because I know I am one game closer to never having to watch this again. Maybe. I'm embracing That's the horror. You never know. It's a good mindset to have. I'm embracing you know the what? horror. No, I enjoy you know, it. You never know. You never know what could happen. Texter says, is the KP Mafia dead? No. Like, oh, like, no. No, the KP Mafia is like Michael Myers. <laughs> as soon as these guys win one game, they'll rise up out of the grave like, we told you. We can make the tournament next year. If we were just healthy, I'm telling you. Well, and that, that texter also says that Josh Hurd needs to make the uh, the right choice, and that's Jay Wright. If not right, then I'll take Kelvin Sampson or Chris Beard. That's been the other guy that's been getting a lot of push has been Chris, Chris Beard. Beard. There's a lot of conversation about Chris Beard. Yeah, I've seen his name on Twitter um, a couple times. Like, Chris Beard was the up-and-coming guy in college basketball before everything happened at Texas that ultimately led to him getting fired. What do you think about the Chris Beard thing? Like, if you're Louisville, are you going to take the SEC mantra of, Just I don't win, give a baby. damn as long as you win? Yes. Are you? Uh, you know, you know, I don't say or, that. Or do you think that the Louisville brain trust will be willing to do that. One. Let me ask you what you would do and then what you think they will do. Oh, what I would do? Oh, this is big business, baby. I'm about, I'm, I'm about winning. Okay. But, so. my, but my first choice would be Scott Drew. Okay. Because he, he's won a title. Yes. So my first choice would be Scott Drew. Absolutely. My second choice, you know, I could do Chris Beard. What did he get in trouble for? Beating his wife. Oh, wow. <laughs> he got Girlfriend. Wife. Girlfriend. Uh, yeah. Was he married? No. Oh, that's, his girlfriend. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, she then uh, magically recanted and said, no, it Mr. never happened. Man, I don't oh, know what you're talking of about. Course. No. Of course. So, yeah, so, you know, he, he had a domestic. But he, so he was absolved of all charges, and there were no charges ever brought. And now he's his wife? It's his wife now? They're married? No, no, no. no I don't think they're still together. It was okay. his girlfriend. His girlfriend. But e either way, he domestic violence. Yeah. That's tough. Uh, That's a tough one. And there. you know, and, and Louisville's very uh, image conscious. It'll be kind of hard because now, if Louisville was image conscious, that's what I'm saying. Like, so do you think that Louisville will be willing to sign 
I don't. That guy like Chris Brown? I don't. No. Okay, not a brain. Now, well, okay, that actually asked me what, what Haven would do. Yes. Oh, Haven wouldn't care. Haven was like, look, we need to win and win big and win quick. So for me, it's like Scott Drew, Mark Jackson, Chris Beard, Will Wade. Texter, that's funny, but I'm definitely not going to read that on the air, but I'm not even going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to. Those yeah, be like anywho, that, that that now those are four guys I would go with, right? Yeah, Scott Drew, Chris Beard, Kelvin Sampson, Kelvin and, Sampson, Mark and, uh, Jackson, Will Wade. Yeah, but my, my top five. Okay, okay. And, and, I, and I think either of those guys will get us back in championship form before you know it. So Muscleman is interesting, and he can stay at Arkansas. Um, who's, who's getting us back into the tournament? Um, oh, I think ASAP. I think any of these guys can. Yeah. honestly, like I, I mean, uh, there's been a lot of talk. TJ uh, Otzelberger, who is the uh, head coach at Iowa State, who's having a very, very good year. Um, he's looking, which that's a very good. He's going to come up. South Carolina's coach, yeah, who's eighteen and three right now. See, but the difference is all the guys I've named have done it, except for Drew. But all the guys have done like in multiple spots. Yeah, like, yeah. All, all those guys went a high an- level. Another name, multiple locations. Will Wade. Who well, actually, I said Will Wade has been, yeah, that, like, like Will Wade is is a guy who's been getting a lot of of talk because of how successful he's been. Of and course, that's only if you don't care about any anything happening in the past. Yes, yeah, I mean, but that, that's the whole thing, right? With with some of these guys, are you know, are, what are you going to be willing to put up with? But Wade is definitely one of the dudes that has had success. Now, uh, you know, he's had success at multiple spots. Now, and, what, now, we asked the second part of that question is. What would the Louisville Brain Trust do? Because they're very conscious about image. Yes. Right? Very conscious about image. So I think the Brain Trust. But with losing as much money as they have over the last two years under Kenny Payne, does that tweak your a little sensibilities? Bit. A little bit. But that, that still would put me into Scott Drew. Okay. Because he still doesn't have anything image-wise. Trying to, to beg Jay Wright to come out of retirement. Trying to beg Jay Wright to come out. Actually, I, would, I wouldn't. I would just go with Scott Drew, Mark Jackson. What about uh, Billy the Kid? Kevin you know, he's going to get fired by the Bulls this year. Hey. If, would, you, would you, Billy Donovan, yeah. would you go down that road? Yeah. I would. I would. He seems like he knows what he's doing with young guys. He's, okay. We guys won a couple of championships at Florida. Yeah. So, hey, if you can do that at Florida, you can, you can definitely do it here. Now, now, let me ask you something, because this is one of the things that a lot of people say is important. Do you Are you one of those people that say you want Louisville to make sure they get their first guy so that they aren't going out there and floating names and then guys are on the air or out in press conferences turning down the Louisville job. First of all, I wouldn't tell you who my first Hopefully. guy was. I wouldn't tell you who I'm going after. But would you want to make sure you had your guy before you made any sort of announcement? Yes. Yeah, you have to with how bad we've no, been. You know what? I wouldn't do that, but I would definitely make sure that the top two or three guys I was going after. You would know would that def- you would get one of those three. I would get one of those three before I said anything. Now, what do you think about the Mick Cronin thing? No. Mick Cronin can stay at UCLA. No. People don't want Mick Cronin only because he's Rick Patino's disciple, and that's it. No. I do not. I, no. I mean, he has the biggest buyout of all these guys. No. UCLA's having a historically bad season. And it's not about that. So I'm not, first of all, I'm not paying $26 million for somebody who's okay. Yeah. I, I mean. I agree. I agree. I mean, he's not a bad coach. He's not a great coach. He's maybe like above average coach. He's like a B plus. But there's a whole bunch of guys with A's on a resume I, I can go grab. Yeah. So so why grab the B plus dude? And he has the biggest buyout of yeah. all those yeah. guys. That's Cost like saying, you know what? Uh, you know what? I got 
I got three supermodels I could take to the prom, but eh, you know what? I'm going to take the chick from the science fair. <laughs> <laughs> With the overbearing father. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, why am I going to do, gonna that do. To That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah, UCLA is currently sitting uh, at 10 and 11, 5 and 5 in the Pac-12. So, you know, not having a great season. But that's just me. I'm like, no. I, I think Mick would make my top 10. But he's like at the very bottom of my top 10. Yeah. I think there's a lot more coaches get to with much more cachet. Yeah. That are much better. I mean, Scott Drew, Beer, Will Wade, uh, Kelvin, Kevin Stanley, all those guys are much, much better choices. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, right now, Musselman seems to be the guy that's getting a lot of uh, push. There's some saying that Musselman may be ready to get out of there because he wants to go to a basketball-first program. And, of course, being down there at Arkansas, it's still going to be about football because of the SEC. And he really wants to be a part of a, quote-unquote, big-time program. Um, So there's a lot of talk about that. Um, So, you know, it's very interesting just to see how this whole thing is is going. There are going to be a ton of top-tier coaches that's going to want this gig. Yeah. It feels like there's a lot of guys jockeying for it and oh, you know what? I've, putting I've, out statements you know about what? it now. I forgot about Jerome Tang. Yeah, and that's another guy who now and, all of a sudden – And Tang's obviously that, said, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, there's a lot of conversation <laughs> about Tang wanting to get out of Kansas State and, you know, that he's ready to move on to his next thing. Like, there seems like there's a lot of behind-the-scenes messaging saying, hey – Look at me. Yeah, I'm over here. Don't forget. Uh, yeah. Like, there are a lot of choices. Now, the wrong choice would be, I do just get paid one more year if we really put our NIO guys behind and get them some, some experienced guys out of the Oh, yeah. Have you heard the newest thing about the Kenny Payne thing? It's now because, you know, it's it's been said that DJ Wagner has scrubbed UK from all his social medias. Like, he doesn't have anything UK related on any of his social medias. So now the new scuttlebutt is, Kenny Payne's going to have DJ Wagner transfer to Louisville, and then they're going to get Carter Knox to go along with him. And that's, then that's the gonna craziest be thing I've ever heard. <laughs> well, I'm, I was like, well, we're we going to try to go down to DJ Wagner. You know what? I will say this thing again. Even if DJ Wagner came to U of L, I would still not, I would think that that would only translate to maybe two more wins. I don't think DJ Wagner would be any better than, at Louisville than Scott Clark is right no, now. No, that'd be, honestly. He couldn't play UK. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't. He could not get on the floor at UK. What does I tell you? I mean, what does I tell you? He could not. And when he did get on the floor, he wasn't as good as anybody else. Well, I don't know. You know, they said with DJ being out, that's why they lost the floor. And you know, they saying that they need DJ in there because he can get to the back. He's not a point guard to me. No, he's like a, he's he's a very ball dominant two, really. Like I, I don't. I think he's going straight to the league. I mean, I just don't think. Yeah. I don't, I don't I, see him standing in, in college. I agree. I, I mean, but that you know, that this is the whole conversation. You know, that that down in Lexington, that they, they had visions after Big Z comes out and looks like Superman. They have visions of a Final Four. I'm just going to tell you, UK fans, right now, Kentucky ain't going to a Final Four. Kentucky, this is a Kentucky team that's going to more than likely lose in either the second round in the round of 32 or in the Sweet 16. They have that the build of what they are. They have a very very talented offensive team, but they suck defensively yeah you gotta out they gotta outscore their opponent yeah and, and with that being the case i just don't think they're gonna which is kind of unusual for a calipari team very yeah well, most calipari what, teams are usually much better defensively than this yeah well this no, this, this team shoots more threes than any calipari team has it's terrible 
terrible. Well, hey, fellas, it's time to get on out of there. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, Intern Roman, thank you as always. We'll be back next week.